0: After coming to grips with his professional work was creating data silos, our next guest set out to fix what he sees as healthcare's number one problem, the disconnection of the data ecosystem. R D Ariyampur, CEO Seekster, joins us to discuss how his company has become an industry leader capable of aggregating, standardizing, and visualizing disparate health data into a comprehensive 360 degree view of a patient in real time. While together, Artie also shares while Seekster is poised to help lead the revolution of breaking down data silos. Join us for this passionate conversation to learn how Artie and the Seekster team make it quick and easy for anyone to have real-time access to their health data. Let's go. Artie, a big, big welcome to our podcast. It is so exciting to meet up with you today. So great to be here, Mike. I've been waiting for this day for a while. Likewise, my friend. And due to your visionary health tech executive and serial entrepreneur track record in biotech and digital health, coupled with all the good trouble you are currently causing with your company, Seekster, I'm fired up for the conversation today. But before we dive in, a bit of housekeeping. While listening to any of our episodes, please take a moment to subscribe to the podcast. You will automatically receive episode updates in your podcast player. Simply search Passionate Pioneers with Mike Baselli" on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Lastly, please visit the bottom of the episode notes to connect with me on LinkedIn, Twitter, and Clubhouse in order to further the conversations occurring on this podcast. All right, Artie, it's almost time for our community to learn why and how you and the team at Seekster are building an industry-leading, Patient-centric SaaS healthcare technology company that enables organizations to drive efficient healthcare via comprehensive medical records, individual genomic profiles, and personal health device data. Wow, this gonna be a lot to talk about. Can't wait! But first, what's that one piece of advice that you would give others who are passionate about reimagining the health of our world? It's always day one, and you always can
1: go with only your plan A. There's no plan B in healthcare. Day one.
0: Wow. Let's unpack that. I mean, <laughs> you brought the heat right out the gates already. I can tell we're gonna have an amazing time together. I know it's gonna get fired up in all the good and right ways. But you already came out the gate strong. What do you mean by "it's always day one"? I think I know what you mean. I'm a fellow entrepreneur, but why don't you tell the audience?
1: Yeah, look, I mean, you are the Joe Rogan of healthcare. So I feel like, oh boy, this podcast is gonna be on a whole nother level because of the energy and fire that you're bringing to the industry. So thanks for all that you do. Without you getting the message of entrepreneurs, innovators, and physicians, and just the overall ecosystem in healthcare, you've done such an amazing job. So first off, thank you so much for having me. Look, I think anyone that starts any type of company has to think about business models and fundraising and product design and UI UX and who you're going to hire and what type of investors you're going to get and all these other things. One thing that we did at Seekster and one thing that I did completely differently was that I never actually worried about the business model. I didn't have a business model, Mike, when I founded Seekster in 2016. Now, I came from about 17 years of tremendous trailblazing and success in the clinical diagnostics and genome worlds, and that's how I learned that the genome DNA data is not very valuable unless you pair it with all the medical data and all the other continuous monitoring and sensor data. And all these tailwinds were coming in at times where Seekster has been at the forefront and the
0: pioneer of patient-centric interoperability. We're gonna unpack all of that. I have a lot of questions lined up for you. We have a lot to talk about. All of that that you just kind of outlined for us and tease the audience with, that we'll be discussing in more in depth here in a moment, but gotta go back to it. Hey, if I'm the Joe Rogan of healthcare, I'm not going to let you off the hook, right? So I'm coming back to it. When you say it's always day one, what do you mean by that?
1: Yeah, so it's about, it doesn't matter if it's the first day when you first founded a company or your hundredth day or your thousandth day or your 10,000th day on your series D after raising hundred million dollars. It's not about that. It's about having that same drive and mission from day one on day two, three, four, day 1 million. I've been doing this for a long time, as you know. And every day I get more energy because it is day one. It sincerely is day one today for me. And it's gonna be day one tomorrow. And tomorrow's not even here. When you have that sort of mentality for your company, for your product, amazing things happen when you tie it to a mission that helps patients, saves
0: lives. Well, and I'm sure you read it as well. Is there the one Pierre Thiel's book, right? That's exactly what it takes to get an industry to transform from going from nothing to one, right? That's a huge monumental shift that it takes to you know move an industry or move technology innovation forward to transform an industry. But to your point, every single day is an opportunity to do that. Every single day, there's that opportunity to get into that ring and battle it out in all the good ways. So I'm right there with you. I've been doing this a long time as well. I had uh, Unity Stokes, the founder of Startup Health on a number of episodes ago. And he said already, he goes, you know, we've all been doing it for a number of years, you know, we're working hard, seeing the vision, knowing that health technology, digital health can truly innovate the industry. And now we're starting to see that light. We're starting to see the opportunity for true transformation in this industry. But It's still day one, my friend. And we're gonna come back in just a moment, Artie. We're gonna talk about day one and even all the other things that are happening within the Seekster camp after we get back from thanking our community champion sponsor. Located in Denver, Colorado's nationally ranked River North District, Catalyst is a healthcare innovation campus that brings together stakeholders from across the industry to accelerate innovation and drive real lasting change our nation desperately needs from established organizations to startups, from accelerators to advocacy organizations, and from medical schools to global companies. Everyone at Catalyst works side by side to create, develop, refine, and bring to market cutting edge innovations that will fundamentally transform healthcare as we know it. With industry leaders like Medical Group Management Association, Olive, Medical Solutions, UC Health, CirrusMD, and many others calling Catalyst home, along with innovative pioneers visiting from across the nation. Catalyst continually fosters their foundational belief that collaboration and partnerships will move the healthcare industry forward. To virtually tour Catalyst and claim your space on campus, or host an upcoming event, visit catalysthealthtech.com or visit the top of the episode notes and click on their link. All right, we were back with Artie Ariampour, CEO of Seekster. Artie, we've already came out the gate strong on the front end of this podcast. Like you said, start with day one, time in, time out. Every single day, it's an opportunity to move this industry forward. Love the energy. We're going to have a lot to talk about. We're going to talk a little bit about how this all come together in the first place. You truly are an industry thought leader, authoritative voice, influencer you're literally moving this industry forward for so many of us. We're going to talk about how all this came to be with Seekster, where the company's currently at, where do you see things heading for all of us, and of course, for the company, and then how we can be helping you out. But let's rewind the clock first, Artie. How'd this all come to be? I mean, Seekster now, you guys are getting ready to celebrate your sixth birthday. But again, there's a lot of history even before that Give us a little bit of that founder's journey. How'd this all come to be in the first place?
1: It really all started when I was 16 years old, working at the Salk Institute and learning what breast cancer genes were. And then I fast forwarded to being pre-med, realized that I couldn't become a doctor because my ADHD got in the way, became an early executive in my twenties within biotech, very successful. And then I was part of building a billion-dollar company out of nothing. I was a senior vice president of that company. And during that six-year period, six is my lucky number, I think, we were able to put our fork in the sand for fighting gene patents within the SCOTUS decision of 2013 that freed gene patents for the world. And that was all due to the fact that I had a mission because my mom's a breast cancer survivor. I don't do anything unless it's mission oriented. During that time, I realized I was working for the dark side, siloing data, siloing clinical diagnostic data. And I thought there had to be a better way to bring together all your health data in one place where everyone calls it now the longitudinal health record, right? I didn't know anything about interoperability. I didn't come from this industry. And that's what the secret is everyone that you talk to, if not most, comes from this industry. I don't come from this industry. That's the advantage that I bring to the game of healthcare. Because I come from a patient standpoint. I come from a caregiver standpoint. I come from seeing health data from my family standpoint. And that's very empowering. And you fast forward to January of 2016, I founded the company at J.P. Morgan Healthcare Conference with literally my patent that I filed on a multi-generational health record back in 2016 because I wanted to get my grandmother's data, my mother's data, and my data in one record so that I can actually share that information in advanced research. From there, we raised some funds. I put the first million in myself because I was financially off for my last exit and success, but I took that risk. I took the first risk of putting my money where my mouth is saying that we're going to go solve healthcare's number one problem and I didn't know that it was interoperability I just knew that there was a problem with connecting disparate data sources that was 2016
0: and let's pause there for a moment and we're going to continue on that journey in just a moment already because this is an important question especially for our community and for all of us to learn a little bit you mentioned hey you came from the dark side you were one of those players that was siloing data obviously The industry now knows we at Olive, you at Seekster, we're now partnered up. We are in firm belief at Olive, just like you guys are. We're creating the internet of healthcare. We believe in an open collaborative environment for all of us to work together. That's how we're going to move healthcare forward. But to your point, you said already, you came from the dark side where we train. Was it beneficial to keep data siloed? Why were we doing that in the first place? Maybe a little bit of history lesson there. My perspective, they're now antiquated business models. But back then, Was that the way you did business? Is that how it's always been done? What's the history there? I mean, that's how business is
1: done today, right? Labs want to silo your data. It's really hard to get your data, number one. Number two, it's not that it's changed. It's gotten worse. Interoperability is worse than cancer. It grows faster. It used to be, per McKinsey, a $35 billion dollar annual ballooning problem. I don't even know what the numbers are post-pandemic because of what everything happened, right, in the last 22 months or so. I think that's crazy. But getting back to 2016 and then 2017, 2017, we got a couple people calling us interested. 2018 is when everything changed, Mike. And the one turning point was when Bill Gates actually asked to personally meet me because he saw that we are working on an Alzheimer's disease cohort use case with interoperability in our technology. And that changed everything for Seekster. I was lucky enough to spend three and a half hours with Bill one-on-one, just like me and you, but instead it was at his dining table. And he told me, you built this thing for consumers. This is great. It's better than what Microsoft Health Ball and Google Health have tried because you're not dealing with self-reported data. You're dealing with chain of custody data. This is brilliant. But Artie, I have one advice for you. Take this enterprise first, because you really have something for enterprise, for payers, for providers, and obviously pharma. And then he connected us to Boston University, and then that's when we got all this attention from pharma, and Takeda came in as an investor, 23 and Me and Wajiki came in as an investor. United Healthcare Group's OmniHealth Holdings investors who sold to Equian and then to UHD came in as well. And the pandemic accelerated what we worked really hard for, and our team gets all the credit, Mike, for the past six years after 2022.
0: The pandemic, everything just accelerated like you wouldn't believe. Well, we're gonna talk about that acceleration in a moment as well, Artie. but I gotta go back to 2018 because I know people in the community listening to this are asking the question in their own minds and I'm gonna ask it because I'm curious as well. How the heck did you meet Bill Gates? How did that even come together? (laughs) Give us a little inside scoop there.
1: I'll tell you the inside scoop. I literally wake up Saturday morning and I had a message on my phone from a random person. I'm not gonna mention who because it's a high profile person. They said, hi, Artie. we hear that you have something special with Seekster. Bill Gates wants to meet you next weekend. I roll over in bed and I tell my wife at the time, no joke. I just got this message and she hears it every day from Seekster this, Seekster that. And she's like, already go back to sleep. It's like six in the morning. They were calling me from the East Coast, right? It was six something West Coast time. Long story short, I'm like, you know what? I'm going to get back to these people. And then it's not spam. Maybe it is. So I sent a text message back to the number that called
0: and From there, it was kind of history. What was it like spending three and a half hours at Bill Gates's dining room table?
1: So when he walked in, time stopped. That's all I can tell you. I was sitting there and I don't get starstruck. I've done a lot of great work in the past with the Kardashians and even being on the Kardashians for genetic testing and doing- You're hanging out with Joe Rogan for healthcare
0: right now. I mean, come on.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. So I don't get really starstruck. I think how it was different with Bill, it was the fact that he knew so much about Seekster. He comes in, he didn't have a phone. He only had a paper and a pencil, full undivided attention. And he had a stack this thick. It was like 50 pages of research on, I don't know, from where I went to elementary school to all the great work that we've done at Seekster. I mean, you just saw it stacked there. And he had a Diet Coke that he liked only half full with two cubes of ice. And we just got straight to it. And then he gave me this book called Business at the Speed of Thought that's hung up in my room here, as you can see. And it says, to Artie, good luck with Seekster, Bill Gates. And he signed it. And that's like my Bible now.
0: That's unbelievable. And that's what I've heard too. I've heard he knows so much about so many different topics, right? And the depth of knowledge that he brings to the conversation for whatever that topic is, is just profound, right?
1: And he understood how sharing of data is so important for Alzheimer's community because his father at the time was hit with Alzheimer's. And he shared that with me personally. Most people didn't know in 2018, His father just passed away just a couple months ago from Alzheimer's, that was public news. But long story short, we had the commonality of, again, I'm a geneticist by training and my maternal and paternal grandmothers passed away due to Alzheimer's disease. So it was very important to me to understand this multi-generational health record. And we had that commonality. He wanted to understand it too. And I learned so much in three and a half hours, I can't tell you. It accelerated everything from anyone you meet after Bill Gates, it's like, it's so easy to meet with.
0: He did me a what, huge favor. I could only imagine. What an absolute gift, incredible. Now we'll take it into, you mentioned the pandemic. Here we are at the back end of 2021, going into 2022. Things have changed a lot. Things have really accelerated for you and the team. So we're gonna talk about that acceleration, what's going on in the marketplace. But before we do that, and I know you've done it a ton of times already, and you're gonna have to do it one more time on this podcast episode. We need the elevator pitch. What is Seekster? Yeah, so look, Seekster is the leading healthcare technology company that breaks
1: down health data silos at scale. Our enterprise SaaS platforms aggregate disparate health data sources into a single 360-degree view of a patient in real time, solving a multitude of challenges for life sciences, patient engagement, and data
0: interoperability. And of course, got to ask it. why hasn't this been done before? sounds so needed and so simple, but obviously it's not. But why hasn't this been done before, Artie? I know someone out there is asking it.
1: Yeah, well, I'll tell you, I think a lot of people have tried it, but they try it from the provider-provider side. They try it from the payer-payer side. They try it from a different angle, number one. Number two, it is a problem where you can't go to school to go solve and learn. Interoperability itself. We our team has uncovered the nuggets and knowledge behind the scenes of interoperability. We've looked at millions of data points. Our engineering teams have written millions of lines of code and we've become the expert experts in this field. And more importantly, I think a lot of companies start with great founders and visionaries and engineers what I did differently was I brought in thousands of patients to tell us how we should build it. It doesn't matter how smart our CTO is or how smart I'm trying to be. I'm the dumbest one on the team. <laughs> I just find really good people, talented people, talented patients that really care about their data, that really care about healthcare and bringing that care to healthcare because there's no care in healthcare, I always say.
0: I know that there's a ton of examples. We could probably do a whole series of episodes around this topic already, but boil it down to just call it your top three by unlocking siloed health data. What are the top three things that are going to help transform humanity, help transform the industry? What are the top three that have you most excited?
1: Yeah, I think number one, we dramatically reduce the time that a patient can get intervention. Because medical record collection takes weeks. And if you have cancer as an example, you're gonna die before all the data comes in. We bring an instantaneous longitudinal health record in real time, Mike. Just think about that. It's sorry to say fucking unbelievable. I'll say it. It really is. And if you don't believe me, just try app.seekster.com, app.seekster, sequ s t-r dot com, and we'll put Our proof points to the application. Most people in this industry are all talk and all hype. The difference with us is our team really built something that really saves lives. And then second thing, I believe that health data is medicine. The more data that you have on an individual, on yourself, on a family member, not having that data, it's like me not having my medications. We are enabling the overall healthcare data ecosystem with real world data. Everyone talks about real world data. That's static data, it's shit. All the stuff that is static, I think is shit data, to be honest with you. We're really hitting on real world
0: data. That's the third point. Give us some examples of real world data. What does that mean to you?
1: Real world data would be, let's say you are within a clinical trial, right? And let's say you're in a clinical trial of a 1,000 people, and Mike and Artie are both in that trial. And you bring together your UCSF, Austin, UT, and NYU, Cleveland Clinic records. But now Mike is in Colorado on a mountain, and something happens. He falls off his bike or snowboard or whatever you're doing. You go to the hospital, and that data flows in in real time because you connected it to your Seekster white label that's run by Pfizer for that clinical trial. That's real world data flowing in, right? Your encounters, your allergies, your procedures, your labs, any part of that data. And it's not limited to just the medical data, your genetic data, your baseline data, all that data.
0: Do you envision a new economy as well? If I now as that consumer, that patient, and this is my data, are you enabling a new economy?
1: I think that health data for sure is going to be in the next gig economy. And we're not there yet because of regulations and sensitivity and people really understanding this. People didn't understand what data interoperability was, even though data interoperability has been talked about from HIMSS for the last 15 years until just two years ago. Regular venture capitalists to the innovators themselves, to even the physicians that are coming out of medical school. They now know this. I can't tell you how many emails or pings we get. And I'm just surprised now. And it's all because telemedicine and home health accelerated the learning process on data interoperability. There is a tremendous opportunity, but I do believe that patients should own, control, and share their data on their terms. Seekster will not work with any entities that don't believe that transparency either. We just won't give our technology away to anyone who doesn't believe that.
0: I love it. Artie. let's start navigating towards future state, right? You mentioned it already. A lot of things have just completely accelerated, especially after this year and a half pandemic and lockdown. Actually, the first time I was able to go to a conference was a number of weeks ago in Boston, and I saw you there in person. It was Oh my gosh, it was so great to give you a hug and see you and chat, hang out, bring you over to the Olive booth. It was just so rewarding to get back together. But man, has a lot changed since that lockdown in March of 2020 to being able to physically see you again a couple of weeks ago in Boston. But you know as well as I do, things are gonna continue to accelerate, right? And from my perspective, I couldn't be more excited because that means innovation, there's gonna be disruption, we're gonna see new models, new things, new opportunities to truly empower the consumer and put the consumer at the heart and the middle of all of this, right? I'm fired up about it, as you can tell. But Artie, where do you see things heading for the industry? And then of course, with that, where do you also see Seekster in the future? And we don't have to look five years. I mean, that's an eternity from now because things are moving so fast, even in the next 18 to 24 or 36 months, where are things heading for the industry and for your company?
1: Yeah. So look, Mike, first off, For the industry itself, what I see from my sidelines or quarterbacking, Seekster, we get so many touch points and so many different things. I see consolidation and collaboration in healthcare happening on a whole nother level. And I think the big boys are realizing that there's other smaller companies, small girls and small boys that can do some great things. And- that collaboration and consolidation of various different companies is already been happening. I think it's going to happen on a magnitude of 5x more. And the reason being is because the needs are there. We've gone from a want. We've gone from a I'd like to have to I need it, right? It's not I like it anymore. It's not that I need that shiny object. It's that I need it in order to do better business and provide better member engagements or patient-centricity
0: or whatever it is. We're now at a non-negotiable. We have to have this full stop period, make it happen. We have to.
1: Yes. And it's across the industry. I'm not talking about just healthcare. I'm not talking about just payers. I'm not talking about just providers. I'm not talking about just pharma. But the three Ps, it's not you know your marketing three Ps. It's payers, Pharma providers, those three P's. And then the fourth P, which everyone always forgets, where I have been fully focused on, is the patient at the center of it all, Mike. Nothing is more powerful. And this is where, if you want to go towards where Seekster is headed, well, let's look at what Seekster has done real quick. We have signed four major deals in the last 11 months We started off the year in January with our deal with Medable, who has raised over $500 million at $2.1 billion valuation, and they couldn't build what we built, so they partnered with us. The second deal after that was partnering with Paragon, a digital health pharmacy that wanted our type of technology. The third deal was with BioIntelliSense, which is a premier medical device company, and our latest, greatest deal with Sean Lane and you and others at Olive, where you guys have raised a billion dollars at almost $5 billion valuation, and you partnered with Little Seekster. Why? Because we are that
0: Donzi speedboat that gets you through the Panama Canal. That's why. I love it. Well, and Sean would be, if he was here with us, he'd he'd say, hey, we're just getting going at all of as well. And in order for us to meet our mission to create the Internet of Healthcare, we have to be partnered up with innovative leaders just like you and Seekster. There's no other way to get across the finish line, period, full stop. We are all in on partnering with innovative leaders just like a Seekster. I mean, this is exactly what we're fired up about as well. So yeah, trust me, the feeling is mutual on our end as well, my friend. Those are four Massive deals in the span of one calendar year during a pandemic. What's going to happen now in the next eighteen months? What's in the crystal ball already?
1: Oh, my God, buckle up. We're flying on Mach five, and as you can see, my hair is on fire. I'm starting to lose it. It's crazy. Yeah, we are about to embark on the next inflection points. And again, I think the Olive deal with us is a great example of where things are headed. Number one, but more importantly, what I can share with all the great innovators that are listening to this podcast is the fact that patient centricity is here to stay. And it doesn't matter if we're dealing with payers, providers, or pharma. We have a universal technology that can bring a longitudinal health record in real time for the enterprise and its patients and members. Nobody can do that. This is where the industry's headed, no matter I want it to be or not. Now we're just the messenger, to be honest with you. And so we couldn't be more excited. You're going to see some phenomenal announcements from us shortly. And those are coming right around the corner.
0: Well, I mean, I'm just going to throw it out there right now already. We haven't had many return guests that about three or four. I mean, it sounds like we're already teeing up for a uh, sequel to this episode. Where are they now? And that's just probably just mere months away, knowing how fast you guys are moving at Seekster. Well, Artie, as you know this, I am incredibly humbled. We're now a little over two years old with this podcast, a nationally ranked healthcare innovation podcast. We have literally the nation's leaders in this industry, passionate leaders that are dedicated to moving the healthcare industry forward. So we want to flip the script on you, Artie, no matter how big or small we are in this organization, We have to do this together. We need to help each other out. What's one problem, need, or question that you and the team have that our community can be helping you with?
1: Yeah, look, if you are an innovator, a person of interest within healthcare, someone that wants to help patients, I always say the best way you can help us out is letting people know that our type of technology exists. Look, we have a great brand. Olive has a great brand. All these other companies that I mentioned have great brands. But unless you're in the industry and in the midst of it, you don't really know. Getting the word out on our capability and what we can do and trying it. You can try it. I am offering it for everyone to try it. App, A-P-P dot Seekster, S-E-Q-S-T-E-R dot com. And just try it and let your colleagues, neighbors friends, family members try it. If we can help save another life together, that's the biggest help that you can do. All I care about is impacting patient lives at scale. I don't care about anything else, to be honest with you.
0: Love it. And in regards to our community that may want to directly get a hold of you and the team, where can we find you online, social media handles, websites or otherwise, where can we find you already?
1: Yeah. As busy as we all are, I don't want someone running my social accounts. I pick one social account to run while I run a fabulous company like Seekster. My email, I'll give it out. If someone's interested in contacting me for any purpose whatsoever, strategic partnerships, et cetera, it's ardy, A-R-D-Y, at seekster.com. And then if you want to schedule a demo of some sort with our team, just go on our website, www.seekster.com, and you can fill out the form there and someone on our BD team, our marketing team can set up a demo for you. And then lastly, follow me on LinkedIn, connect with me on LinkedIn. I'm very active on LinkedIn. And that's where I break the news always first.
0: Already brings the heat on LinkedIn. Trust me. I love living over in LinkedIn as well. I only run two accounts myself. I'm all in on Twitter and LinkedIn. That's just where I'm at. That's where you can find me. And of course on this podcast, but trust me, Once you start following Artie, your feed is going to light up. It's just pure fire all the time, Artie. I love the things you post and you share and you comment on. It's wonderful. So for our community, you can find all those contact points in the episode notes. Just simply scroll down in your favorite podcast player, click on through to get a hold of Artie and the team. You can also find all those contact points online over on our free global online community at passionatepioneers.com. There will be a post for Artie's episode where you can also leave comments, feedback, suggestions, or otherwise. For Artie and the team, again, over at PassionatePioneers.com. Well, Artie, I think I've already invited you back. I think we're going to have to bring the band back together again for a check-in down the road. But for now, we're going to start winding it down so you can continue to all that good trouble helping uh, you know, further along all the wonderful things at Seester. But before I let you go, I got one more item for you. It's a fill-in-the-blank. I'm a passionate pioneer because? I'm relentless
1: to the mission. I love it. That's so awesome.
0: Already, I'm fired up, man. I tell you, that <laughs> an opportunity again, like I said earlier, a chance to spend time with you in Boston. It was so rejuvenating to be with you in person and to be with so many other industry leaders that are so wildly passionate and dedicated to move this industry forward because I know we can. You know it. I know we can do this. It's going to take all of us getting in that same boat, but I am just so honored and thrilled to be able to bring you onto the podcast today and have your story told in our amazing community Thank you so much for taking a pit stop, Artie, and joining us today. Thanks again for all that you do, my friend.
1: Thank you so much, Mike, for having me. A fist bump from San Diego, California to you and your team. What you do is much more important than what we do. But thank you for getting the message out.
0: Thank you for joining us today on Passionate Pioneers with Mike Baselli.